0: This is Actor Self-Coach, the actor's resource for emotional well-being. This is your phenomenal life. Know this, there's nothing you can't do, there's no problem you can't solve, if you learn to manage your mind. So let's go. Hello everyone, I hope you're having an amazing week. How are you? So today we're going to talk about what if happy is not the goal and what I think of as the 50s. So society, writ large, teaches us we should be happy. You know, our parents and our family and the endless smiles of people in advertising and all the Instagram posts which preach variety but are a lot about perfection they want us to be happy and so much of our motivational toolkit is about how much better life will be when we fill in the blank move there lose those 10 pounds book the right role have an amazing film role win an award marry the right person have the right number of kids have the number in the bank account have enough likes it's really breathtaking, the scope of all the things that need to happen for us to be happy, right? Because society teaches us that, school teaches us that, that we're, we're, we're our government, we're pursuing happiness. But there's that thing, pursuit, the journey, right? Life, the journey. And what does happy mean? So Googling the Oxford Gives us the simple feeling or showing pleasure. And happy is certainly a positive emotion. But what I want to nominate for you today, and believe you me, I was so resistant to this theory. I did not like it one bit. I fought against it. But what I really believe now, and what I want to offer to you, and if you can have an open mind about it just for a few moments, that life, and in fact the universe, resolves to a 50-50 equilibrium of positive and negative emotions. And I know you're thinking, well, I really, really like 80-20, maybe even 90-10 a little bit better. I really want to have 90 positive and, you know, 10 for when my cat dies and I stub my toe. Um, Please, thank you. Uh, But, you know, we don't get to negotiate with it. This is a universal truth, I feel. Now, you don't have to buy that if it doesn't work for you. But what it has given me is permission to experience and sometimes even welcome all of the emotions available to us as humans and know nothing has gone wrong here. Nothing's gone wrong here. And that's a beautiful thing to remember. If you're in a place to do this, I'd love for you to give yourself a big bear hug, whatever that means to you. So for me, that's wrapping my arms around myself, I'm doing it right now, and having my hands on my back, so for you, wherever you can reach, and just hold this for a few moments and think, I am loved. This is love. This is love. Because we are allowed to feel it for ourselves, you know. Sometimes we got to remind each other we are allowed to love ourselves. And in fact, the more we can find that place and be comfortable there, the more love we will have to give out in the world through our work, through our relationships. Now, we can choose to feel happy now by finding believable thoughts that create that feeling happy for us. We can think I am loved, I embrace my gifts, I have all I need, I have so much to look forward to. But if we think about actions that stem from being happy, I think about it really like when you're happy, what do you do? You sit on the couch and smile. Smiling's good, it's great, lovely, not necessarily exciting. You, you just feel it. You, you let it resolve in you. Happy. It's, it's, it's a great place to be. And we do want to choose happiness, to feel that delicious emotion, to, to pursue it even. But in the pursuing of it is not really happiness. But it can be very exciting. Think about how many times the pursuit is more rewarding than that goal, happiness, happiness. Sometimes even in relationships, it's been a lot more fun to get there than to be there. And the planning of a wedding or a party, more fun than sometimes the event itself, the, the anticipation. The moment of hearing, you got the job. The amazing work in the rehearsal room, and you're working toward that play, which will be wonderful, and then you'll feel happy. Right? But sometimes that work itself is, is more rewarding day in, day out, than the playing of the piece, ultimately. Anticipation is a great emotional driver. It can be far better than happy. Other emotions can have more power in our lives. And I'm going to stretch the meaning, uh, the type of emotions, and you fill in what's true for you. So you can say motivated, joyous, committed, dedicated, alive, energized. Let, let's serve ourselves a, a big old platter, however you want to describe it, of emotions, of feelings, that can be very powerful in our lives. And it can be freeing to know that happiness is not the goal, because any day, any moment, with any circumstance going on in the world, whatever life has thrown you, we can choose a thought that creates the feeling of happiness. That's why some people have pictures they pull out of their kids or they look at their puppy on Instagram or they look at funny videos because they know they can choose to think I like this and feel happy. I like this puppy. I love this puppy. Feeling is happiness. We have that power every moment and no one has the ultimate power to take that away from us. It starts in our brains, my friends, not from something that happens to us or for us now or in the future. So be happy now if you want to be. It is totally available to you. Even if someone is yelling at you, you can think a thought and feel happy and they can just yell and yell and yell. It's kind of fun actually to let them yell and you're just sitting there all happy. (laughs) You know, use that the next time. See if it jolts you in a fun way. But listen when you survey the horizon line of your life you may want to feel excitement possibility energy commitment curiosity not necessarily happy because happy doesn't tend to make us move toward it you get to choose every day every moment you know people again want to fight the 50 50 idea you want to bargain to 80 20 better odds. But we do need the diversity of emotions to fully appreciate them all. And they are all part of the human experience, just like this traffic noise right here, all a part of it. See, I could see this is negative of, oh, uh, now my podcast is blown. There's the traffic noise. People will know that I'm a human living with machines, with vehicles that make noise. Negative. Or I can go, well, we're real right here. This is really what's happening. And I'm not going to re-record this particular portion. Listen, we value love more deeply because we know it when it's not there. We need the diversity of emotions to fully feel any of them. We need the contrast. We need that friction. That's how we get momentum. That's how we build resilience. That's how we develop grit. And listen, sometimes we don't want to feel happy. If, if we could take the happy pill and then someone let you know that you'd lost a loved one, you would still be stuck and happy. Not where most of us want to stay. We want to feel sad. We want to be sad and know nothing's gone wrong here. We should be sad. We lost someone we loved. We want to feel disappointment when we don't book a job because that means we cared about it. We desired it. We want to feel shame when we do something we are not proud of because that is how we evolve to do that thing less. Our primitive brain's thinking, I don't like that feeling, that shame feeling. I don't like that negative emotion. What can I do to not feel it again? Our brain is always seeking to protect us. So we want to feel it, but we don't need to dwell there. We don't need to bathe in it, lather on up. (laughs) That is adding this blanket of despair on top of what should be clean pain. And our brain, with its love of a clear, repeatable path, will seek the thoughts it's habituated to, to conserve energy. So if you keep dwelling in negativity... Now, negative things will happen. Sadness will happen. Tragedy will happen. But if you dwell there, if you you just bathe in it, you're going to teach your brain, oh, this is what we go back to. Our life is sad. We are sad people. No, there's a difference between being a sad person, being a negative person, and allowing negative emotion. As humans, we need to know what sadness is. We need to feel it. We need to allow it. And also as actors, we need to know what that feels like. Now we can't experience every experience and bring it to our work. But when we do experience something in our lives, we can harness that. What is this? What does that feel like? And we can certainly add it to our toolkit. The things we can bring to work are because of the pain and the joy positive and the negative we have felt. So the play, the script we're doing can change the reasons. The plot will be different, but the emotions can be something we felt before. So again, the thoughts create the feeling. So if you really want to feel happy, find a believable thought that creates the feeling of happiness. And just feel it. Don't wait until life offers you up the perfect recipe for happiness, whatever you've constructed that to be. Don't wait for that. If you want to feel happy, feel happy right now. Let's go. Let's, let's just feel happy right now. See the puppy in your mind's eye. If you want to change your life, if you want to grow, you need to manage your mind. To navigate the circumstances of life that we cannot change, and there are so many of those, right? We need to harness the power of our thoughts, which are totally under our control. We can't control the thoughts we have. They will just float on up trying to be useful. But how we choose to clean up our minds with these thousands of thoughts allows us to pull some of them to the front of our minds and lead with those. Those thoughts cause our feelings, which generate the actions of our moments, the actions of our days, and the actions of our lives. The friction between the positive and the negative develops our resilience. The smooth path is lovely, but it does not teach us. It soothes us, which sometimes we really, really need. But humans who want to grow, we need both. What happens when you begin to allow the idea, just allow the possibility that it's true that the 50-50 is a universal truth is that you stop fighting the negative side of things and this is not the same as accepting a bad circumstance we want to fight disease we want to fight climate change and racism but letting the negative spin and spin in your brain is like it's like a drill bit going down into your emotions it's spinning and digging down so deep we don't know what else it will damage if we allow our emotions, sometimes even name them, I see you, shame. I feel you. They process more cleanly through us, and we can decide from that place, now what? What do I want to do with this feeling? What serves me best here? So it doesn't give us the ability to wake up and think, hip, hip, hooray, it's 50-50 today. It's amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel some negative stuff. I'm ready. Game on. No, it, it's, it's the you wake up and you know you can handle any feeling. That's what it is to be human. We feel. And if you learn ways to manage your mind, you can wake up every day and know we got this. I got you. You can handle it. Whatever it comes, it's going to be a lot of good, going to be some not so good. Maybe a lot of happiness thrown in there. But knowing that you have your own back, that you can feel that shame, grief, anger, disappointment, and also know that joy, love, exhilaration, energy, determination, delight are available and will come again. Now, if we rush through all the negative space just to feel happy or optimistic, we don't learn the lessons. We weigh down our lives with unacknowledged pain and we drag it with us from relationship to relationship and from show to show. We need to develop the ability to use our emotions as an accelerant for our goals. And this can be so beneficial to our work as actors because we can look at the characters we play in terms of what emotions they are feeling at that moment and then back up and think, why? What are they thinking in that moment that causes that feeling? And you're more inclined to be able to do that efficiently if you do it in your own life. You'll have so much more awareness of why you're feeling what you're feeling. So this can lead to much more intense work as you build a character and you can add so much depth adding the fullness of life to their story the better equipped we are personally to manage our minds around negative emotions, which will come, which will happen, the more we can pull from that knowledge in our lives and in exploring the journey of any script. We are so trained by society and those who love us. Here, have a new toy. Here, have an ice cream. Smile. That we grow up thinking the negative space is wrong and to be avoided, we learn to buffer, because that masquerades as happiness. Sad but true. That sugar hit, the alcohol hit, the porn hit, overworking, streaming of sitcoms, the how many likes do I have today, hit. All temporary. And pretty much all require more and more of the same to achieve the same level of What our primitive brain thinks is happiness. So I'm not saying we shouldn't enjoy ice cream or toys or binge watching. We invite and embrace fun as humans. We want to have fun. (laughs) But if we're trying to avoid feeling something true in our lives, frustration, sadness, boredom, restlessness, that's a big one for me, anger, shame. We are not solving anything. We are covering over. We are surviving, but perhaps not thriving. So just, just be to yourself. So here's an example from theater. You make a mistake on stage, and the audience and the stage managers and your scene partners are witness to it. Immediately, you feel this shard of shame, sometimes even fear, and most of us find a way in that moment through experience or technique or muscle memory to move on in the scene. So if it was a wrong sentence or a dropped line or an open-ended pause, you know, the ones that seem to linger forever, a forgotten change in a rehearsal, you forgot to incorporate it. whatever it is, we find a way to move on most of the time. So when we finally get a few moments to acknowledge what happened after that adrenaline seeps away that got us through the scene, the shame might creep in again, the fear that we're being judged, the judgment we visit upon ourselves. This is a negative emotion we can allow. Yes, we're not happy we made that mistake, but it happened. And what do we want to make that mean? That we are humans in a most human art form, that theater is fluid and living and flawed, that we are also. That almost everyone in the theater has made mistakes. Everyone. And if not, we perhaps don't want to work with these paragons of perfection. So let the negative emotion flow on through you and all the way out. Now, it can pop up again. Hey there, here's another chance to beat yourself up. I hope whoever's hammering is, is building something really wonderful. Just going to say. Sidebar. So the next night or the first time you see someone who witnessed what you were thinking of as your capital M mistake or your capital F failure, it lessens. So you feel it, but it lessens. It's like, a, think about a heavy backpack that we need to carry for a little while. But by acknowledging that moment hurt, that stung. Instead of ignoring the feeling or pushing it away or looking for a quick ego boosting fix, we let it organically heal. And, you know, we have all been there truly. I think in a future podcast, I'm going to gather some actors together and we're all just going to tell our worst moments in front of an audience because we all have them. And we all survived. We all survived. Our primitive brain is really busy spinning out the tale that we might die. The earth may swallow us up. That is why we get that flood of emotion because the primitive drain, brain rather, is thinking danger, danger, danger. That's our primitive brain. Our prefrontal brain can tell us it's going to be all right. We're surviving this. This is just a feeling. The awareness you're creating by working to manage your mind allows you always the opportunity to own it and move on. Ask yourself, what emotion am I feeling? Be as specific as you can. As soon as you name it, it starts to loosen its grip on you. I promise. So if you can envision the platter of emotions, just make it a big old beautiful platter over the span of your life, if you draw in your mind's eye a line down the middle, let's think about the negative side. If it starts out roughly with an even amount of your life, that negative half, negative emotions, every time you judge yourself harshly for a mistake, you add another layer on top of the negativity. So if you think of the platter of emotions as like food you don't like on one side, let's let that be negative, and food you love on the positive side. So on the negative side, if if you have that platter of emotions and for the purposes of this torturous analogy, let's call it food, you're going to put more food you don't like there on that side for you to consume more, you're adding more. And that's not really great. Let's just take the food that we don't like there that we're going to eat at someone's dinner party because we're polite or because it's good for us. But let's not add more to it. right? Let's not add more negativity. Let's take the negativity that comes with being human. Let's process it, allow it, but let's not add on. So another thought about that would be if you imagine yourself in a perfectly made bed whatever that means to you the sheets and blankets the linens are perfect for the weather you were so comfortable now just envision your comfort if every time you experience a negative emotion you judge it you blame yourself for being human you pile on the self-criticism you suffer Just imagine if each time you did that, you're adding a heavy, scratchy, wool blanket on top of that side of the bed. And the more we pile up on this side, the more uncomfortable, and I wager hot, overheated, our life will feel. The heavier the burden, and the more we will try to avoid thinking about it. We're sweating. We're straining under the weight of this toxic, negative blanket pile. And we're wondering how life got so very bad. When all we need to do is allow the clean negative emotion to work through us and move on. Clinging to a mistake, a failure, a misfire just gives it more power. It doesn't need more power. We learn lessons, we grow, negative things happen, mistakes happen, tragedies happen. These aren't the easy part of life, but they can be defining parts of life. And they, as a byproduct, can create incredible work. The positive emotions, that positive 50, offers us so much to celebrate. You know, the the simple things, the perfect cup of coffee, a great book. An insightful bit of praise from a colleague, a planned vacation or, or spontaneous trip, a joyous reunion, the physical release of great sex, the promise of a newborn, of a reward, and, and yes, like eating that cookie you love. We crave the positive. It is always available to us. But imagine if we learned as kids that emotions would sometimes hurt. And that is part of being human and Okay that we can weather anything because we can handle any feeling. We would have prevented so much needless suffering in our lives. So an invitation to start now. No more suffering. Let pain be pain. Clean. Clean pain. Let shame be shame. Name what you are feeling without amplifying it and either decide to take action Sadness because you lost a loved one. You may decide you want to sit with that for several weeks because you love them and miss them and have the thought, I won't see you again. I miss our time together. That hurt is clean, but you don't have to wallow in it. You don't have to add self pity to the sadness, to add anger to the sadness. Just be sad. So you can hold yourself in that bear hug, that same image we started with. Hold yourself and think, this is sadness. And this is also love. You can just be human, my friends. Allow being human. That is always, always, always enough. To think about the idea, open yourself up to the possibility that life is 50-50, and that's a good thing. Love to you all, and we'll talk soon.